Why, hello there. Welcome to another installment of the Let the Kids Play Sports Podcast, your weekly look at the sports world through the eyes of a 10-year-old. I'm Scott. Across the way is Derek. Derek, how's it going? It's going excellent. All right. Uh, we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about uh, this week. Uh, you, of course, have got some youth hockey going on this weekend. Uh, how excited are you for that? You've got four games in two days. Yeah, you had that a lot last season, and I'm really excited for the first time that we have four games in two days this year. You guys are getting a, a chance to play more at uh, Hobbs this season. There will be there'll be travel, particularly in December, but it, it's nice to not have to travel so far, is it? Yeah, it's nice nice not having to travel super far. All right, what are we talking about this week? Well, this week we're talking some NBA and some Blue Gold football as they head into their final week against lacrosse. Well, why don't we start off with the Blue Golds, their final game of the season. Uh, they've dropped five games in a row, so that optimistic start has uh, hit a harsh reality as fall has gone on. But one last shot to pick up a win and a chance to play spoiler against a lacrosse team that with a win is, is all but assured of making the NCAA tournament, but a loss to the Blue Golds, and they would be very much on the bubble. Uh, that'll be It's a huge game for lacrosse. Blue Golds have lost uh, three games in a row to lacrosse in the series. Uh, Derek, your thoughts? Well, one of the keys to the Blue Golds is they need to score first. They can't seem to do that recently. That's a big thing they need to get if they want to stay in this game, as we've seen in the last few games. If they don't score for first, they get blown out. Now, the Blue Golds did score first on Saturday, but uh, they had a promising drive that stalled out inside the 10 and had to settle for three and then quickly gave up a touchdown to Platteville. So while they scored first, they didn't really have the momentum early on. And, and, and Derek's 100% right that the, the Blue Golds fell behind uh, in each of the other games early on, in some cases by multiple possessions within the first quarter. So you want to get that good start. That's going to take the proverbial monkey off the back. Uh, what else, Derek? Well, since you're playing at 11 a.m. today, I mean, on I mean, on Saturday, you really got to get the momentum going, even though it's in the morning, late morning. You got to adjust to the morning games and not still think it's at 7 p.m. I know the Blue Golds this week have, have changed some little things up there just to follow the pattern uh, as it, uh, it's a kickoff at 1130 in the morning, which is eh, about 90 minutes earlier than usual. But the Blue Golds have not had a lot of set times this year. They've played at 130. They've played in the Eastern time zone. They've played at night. Uh, Austin Belot, his last game as a Blue Gold, uh, likely to finish ninth on the all-time rushing list for the program. He's going to probably finish third in single season. He needs, I think it's 150 yards or 160, something like that, to get to 1,500 for the season. Do you think he's going to be able to do it against this strong lacrosse defense? Well, the only way he's going to do that is if Harry Rubidoux gives the ball to him a lot. 
Otherwise, he's going to come up short by a large margin. Well, do you expect uh, the, the Blue Golds to run the ball a lot, uh, or do you think they're going to try to put it through the air? I think they're going to try more to go for the air today. Uh, we'll see if that is uh, what the case is for the Blue Golds. Obviously, if they fall behind big early on, that would uh, uh, necessitate them having to go through the air. But if they can, if the game is closer, I'm going to disagree with you. If the game is close, they're going to try to keep it on the ground there. If they get uh, Eat up clock, keep the ball in their hands, use uh, Austin Belot, have him run, all that good stuff there. Uh, what other notes do you have on the blue-gold game? Well, blue-golds need to have, as we said, they need to get the early lead, but don't count out the second, third, and fourth quarters. You still need to stay in the game through those quarters. We talk a lot about the first quarter when it comes to the blue-golds, but you've got to... You can't just give up if you have the lead after the first quarter. You still have to stay in it for the rest for the last three quarters. Again, sometimes it's the the simplest explanations come from a a ten year old. Very good there, Derek. NBA, you want to talk about this week? So, what do you have in mind with the NBA? Is the NBA season is roughly a month old? Yeah, once you get a month in, you start to see these teams who are unexpectedly doing things that you don't expect. Like the Wizard, they are at the top of the Eastern Conference. That might unex and that might be unexpected to some people being the Wizard typically are towards the bottom of the league since moving to Washington. And some other notes I have, Kevin Durant leads the league in points at 354 after a month into the season. Now you mentioned uh, Washington there leading the Eastern Conference. Uh, you know, they didn't move Bradley Beal last year. It's working out for them. Chicago is having a, a good start to the season there. A lot of people wondering about the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks have been battling some injuries. Some of the top guys haven't been playing as much there. Uh, they're 500 at the time of this conversation. They're, they're ninth in the Eastern Conference, but I don't think anybody is concerned with uh, with them, the good teams always rise to the top there. It's, it's one of the hard things about the NBA in the regular season in that for many teams like the Bucks, and you heard it for the longest time with teams like the Lakers and the even the Warriors and the Western Conference and other Western Conference powerhouses, that you utilize the regular season is almost an elongated preseason and you just want to make sure you... You, you get home court in the first couple of rounds. If you can get it all the way through, even better. But no one is usually all that concerned if, you are, if you're one of the better teams, if you're off to a bad start, because it tends to turn around by the time you get to January or February. Uh, is that sort of the same thing for you? When we talk hockey, hockey, you kind of want to get off to that good start. But in basketball, it doesn't seem to... Unless you're a team that's trying to move up a level and get into the upper echelon, it doesn't seem like a good start is as necessary. Yeah, the key in basketball is you don't really need that good start because teams typically bounce up into playoff position later on into the season. But 
don't count out those first months of the season. If it's early in the season, you still want to win those games. If you keep losing, consistently lose those games, you're just going to keep digging the hole deeper to jump out of. That's true. We, we hear a lot of uh, basketball courses got uh, uh, the, the resting management uh, where players, you know, whereas in hockey and in, ba- and in football, you don't see players taking games off for rest, except in maybe football the last game of the season if they've already got playoffs wrapped up and what have you, and we'll see how game number 17 plays out for that. But in basketball, like in baseball, healthy guys are, are, are healthy scratches. They sit out games just for load management, as they say. And, Derek, we've seen it in baseball. If something is separated by just one or two games, that game that maybe you didn't throw out your best early in the season and you lost without your best may come back to bite you at the end. It's the tortoise and the hare uh, argument, isn't it, Derek? If you you assume, you keep assuming that you're going to get this hot streak, but that hot streak never comes, then maybe you should have taken those early season games a little bit more seriously. Yeah, that it's the tortoise and the hare. If you're if you're the hare, you're so far ahead. You think you've got got it in the bag. Then you start, and then you just wait around, and then the tortoise comes along and takes your spot. It's funny, by the way, the the Milwaukee Bucks win that NBA title this last summer. So, a lot of Bucks fans and a lot of people that became Bucks fans within the last uh, year, again, not as concerned at six and six because you've already been there. You've drawn the roadmap, and they've been a very competitive team now the last two to three years. The Timberwolves, a different story over in Minnesota, three and seven. A lot of thought that it's going to be another non-playoff year for the Timberwolves. And I think this is going to be the, the most damning thing about the Timberwolves. Derek, do any of your friends ever talk about the Timberwolves? Yeah, but it's not as talked about as the Bucks. So, I mean, you really are losing in Minnesota. Really, for the last 10, 15 years, you're losing a whole generation of basketball fans. And, and uh, we can have a whole discussion of, of that and and all of that, uh, you know, they've seen it in other markets. In, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, there's a lot of baseball fans in Pittsburgh, but they don't care about the Pirates. Now, you've got a whole generation uh, that has grown up, uh, that has seen mostly uncompetitive teams with a little bit of a, of, of a excitement there. I'm a, I'm a Jets fan, of course. Derek, you've seen nothing but Jets losses, so I have now... Uh, the Chicago Bears have pulled you over because you don't want to watch the Jets lose. Uh, that's the thing for, say, the Timberwolves. And the Milwaukee Bucks had it for a while, too. They were so uncompetitive that, you know, there, there's a number of those fans you see walking around Eau Claire right now that really weren't fans until they hopped on the bandwagon even just a few months ago. So if you're not competitive for a long stretch of time, you lose that interest. All right, Derek, any other thoughts today? What else do you have uh, before we say goodbye? Well, one last thought I have on the NBA. NBA can, you can bounce around in the NBA. Sometimes you're at the top. Sometimes you win the championship. The next year you're at the bottom. Because the NBA can change a lot after just one year. 
just one or two players moves or leaves a team, and it can change everything. Look at uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers after LeBron James left twice uh, in the last uh, 15 years. That's a that's a prime example right there. Heck, just look at the Houston Rockets and what's happened to them in the last uh, two, to th- two to three years after they got nearly to the pinnacle. All right, Derek, good episode. Thanks.